Hey guys, and welcome to episode 198 of the Startup Diary podcast. Now, before we get into today's topic, we have a new iTunes review. Today's review, Adam, is from bud underscore bud. Two Ds on both of those. Um, I'm glad you cleared that up. (laughs) The title's longer than it fits on your screen as well. So the title is The Business Version of the Fault, dot, dot, dot. We need to, at some point, we need to jump into iTunes and see what the rest of that sentence is. <laughs> Adam and Harrison's take on the startup journey often goes off topic, but that's the genius of this podcast. These guys are brutally honest about their wins and losses, their moments of genius and abject failures, and just the day-to-day stresses of startup life. If you ever lose motivation, listen to these guys. You really feel like that you're you really feel that you're part of the expert trades team and they will be honest about everything. My own startup idea was going nowhere, but by episode 150 I had handed in my resignation and had a new clarity about what I wanted to do next. Well done guys. Wow. Firstly, Bud Bud, that is amazing <laughs> that we have managed to help motivate you to take some action, mate. Hand in that resignation letter. And more importantly for me right now, email adam at experttrades.com, two T's in the middle, one S at the end. I'm dying to find out how things are going, buddy. On that note, let's jump into today's show. Okay, Harry, we have a listener question that's come in. It's actually more than one question, and I'm not sure if it's going to end up just being a question than an answer, or we're going to get into it as more of a conversation piece. So, having now begun at the beginning, what impresses me is how Harrison seems to have developed in his role. It seems this has been through the support slash mentoring primarily from yourself. What is the attitude towards more formal learning and development in small organizations? Does Expert Trades link its staff performance system through to learning and development requirements slash opportunities. So there is a bunch of stuff <laughs> in there that we can there. unpackage. I don't know whether we, we split it into two different shows. Don't know where this is going to go just yet. But the first thing I want to dig into is just that first comment on anything. Your development over the last, let's just say two years. Talk to me. Like For you, what do you think's changed? Because I've heard this from numerous people now. And I'll be honest, the way that most people say it... <laughs> is slightly people, condescending. <laughs> yeah. People tend to be like, this is... I'm going to Jamie, this came from you, Mr. Fisher. Uh, Harry's smarter than he looks. <laughs> it wasn't probably as direct as that, but it was words to that effect, which were like, the, the quality of this show comes from 50-50 me and you. It's brilliant. Uh and I think that has evolved from day one. Like, what do you think from your side of the table has changed most? And by the way, guys, I have not prepped Harry for this. No, you really put me on the spot. So like um, over the last couple of years, and let's dig into it in terms of the context of the show, like around, around business. Like, what do you think has changed in terms of how you view how businesses operate? Has there been any big significant changes in your mindset? Or have you always thought, actually, no, this is how business, this is how business happens? I, th- I think it's been more the... Uh I've had kind of a, not a privileged perspective, but because I've been obviously very close to you anyway, I've been able to get your um, internal thoughts, as it were. So like I would get to obviously see things that are happening at the company. Like the nine um, to five, you'd, you'd yeah, witness the same as everyone else. Which everyone else does. So you, you get your own interpretations there, but I actually get the luxury of then um, seeing, you, you can you can come and speak to me and just kind of vent or whatever it may be about or I get to, I get to just see that extra 10%. I probably still don't see the full picture but yep. I still I get to see um, 
where your head's at when you, I, I see a decision and then get a bit more of an understanding of where the your head's at in like maybe okay. on an emotional yeah, really level interesting. and whether something was stressful like sometimes a decision can be made and it's like why well, it's just just made a decision whereas I, there's been a situation before where I, I knew that you've been stewing on it for ages and it was fine like the fact that you've made a decision at all was just a huge weight off because it was whether it was a big decision or not it was just yep. weighing on you that sort of thing so i i get a quite a unique perspective in that in that respect and and on that before we sort of move on to like the impact that's made is that predominantly through so there's a couple of things predominantly through when we were commuting in together because yeah. we used <laughs> to that, spend by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we used to spend 45 minutes an hour and a half each yeah. way to birmingham and back and i think like you say just thinking about it out loud is i would be in the office i would be making decisions and, and getting actions done but ahead of those decisions, like you say, people might be saying, oh, he's, he's, he's had a question, he's made a mm. decision, but you might have seen the two, three, four days or weeks of thinking about that. Because yeah. I tend to just think out loud and speak to you about it. Here's what's going on. Here's my thoughts. And just bounce ideas, very similar to what we do on the show, mm. to be honest. And then when a decision's made, you can see the ramifications of that. One, internally as a team, and then two, my, like my internal th- thoughts afterwards. So I guess that sort of very focused time stuck in a van three hour, up to three hours a day. Yeah, I, th- I think it, it's, not everyone will get to see it, but it'd be, it's, it's kind of a shame, but it'd be great to be able to see anyone's boss, for example, or, or what uh, people hire up on a ladder in any company. Like the people that sit at the desk all day and get paid the most and don't appear to visually be doing anything when you walk past the door, for example, like yep. they just sat there doing emails. Like to, to know what's going on under the surface or what's going on behind the scenes and understand that there's That's so really, much really more going point. on is quite is something that you don't get to see it's like it's like with celebrities you see them in the limelight but you don't see them at or, home you don't see the family troubles or anything like that you don't know the stresses that actually goes on similar sort of principle just, yeah I completely agree I've never really thought about that but like you say well, the way you explained it to me just was sort of it looks like a swan like I'm sat at my desk just tick 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 just doing my stuff calm on the surface calm on the surface but underneath there is fucking yeah. always turmoil decisions questions worries concerns and and that's that's kind of why it's made that's it's allowed me to reflect and realise that I don't think I could potentially run my own business because okay. there's a lot of things going on it's quite stressful and if there's I, I, I find that if there's too much going on I'll just kind of just try and not <laughs> yeah block out yeah so I, I I've learnt in myself that I do work better uh, as a team for someone that sort of dynamic so and I think that's quite a big thing to be able to learn about yourself to know where you where your role where you best suit your role in a hierarchy yeah so. and 100% I think I think running your own business is 100% not for everyone mm, definitely and I think on that note is especially to the listeners of the show that what's the best way to explain it that <clears throat> I don't want to say realisation self-awareness self-awareness that you've got will allow you to make the best decisions for mm. you and your career moving forward whereas I think a lot of people want to do the entrepreneurship thing and yeah. even if they feel like it's not for them because it's this thing on a pedestal right now they'll drive themselves into it but like there's people that should be the number one in a company and there's people that 100% should be the number two or the number three in a company mm. and those people are very different and in I think, terms of I think mentality people, and people what, just assume that Run your own business means stress all the time. It's going to beat you down. It's going to and it's going to run you into the ground, which it does for a while. Mm-hmm. But so long as you're the right person for the job, you'll rise above it. But for some people, that can spoil it all, taint it, ruin it, ruin you as well. If you make the wrong decision, and 
So yeah, it's no, being self-aware is a big. <laughs> you got to be honest with yourself, ain't you? Really, and, and, and realize that maybe I'm not fit for the top of the chain. I'm, you know what I mean. But the the thing is, <laughs> for me, is even people that go, oh, I might not be fit for the for the top <clears throat> in terms of running the company. I think people. Will, I honestly think, and this is Gary V once said this probably two years ago, and it stuck with me. Number two and number three in a company are the best positions to be in. 100%. Yeah. The, because if the company does well, number two, number three, number four, those sort of first five, ten people get all the benefit, but they get none of the high, high impact stress that mm. you do when you're number one in the company. Definitely. Like that is that is the <laughs> position to be in. And just in terms of what you said, like uh, it's really stressful and painful for a while and then you rise above it. I actually listened to a really, really interesting podcast yesterday from the, the, the two brothers that founded Stripe. Wow, okay. Fantastic. And I didn't realize those guys are valued at $9 billion today. They are, they are doing, they're doing well. Um, <laughs> Gets you by. Heard the story behind it, and it's a podcast called um, How I Built This. I think that's what it's called, How I Built This. Um, and in the podcast, just to reference what you said, like the way you positioned it is things get easier as you as you get bigger. And he said something which I've never really thought of before, but it is so true. It doesn't get easier. It's just a different type of visceral mm. emotion that you go through. And he... Oh. That's a... FYI, if I want to just plug that, <laughs> that is the Startup Diary Slack channel. Listen to 194 to get involved. Um, I didn't plan that either. That, that was, was a great beautiful, plug. beautiful timing. Came straight off the bat. They, they must not have heard me typing. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he referenced, and I can't remember the name of the cyclist. He, he was talking about... There was a quote from a cyclist which is basically saying... People think that the more you train, the easier it gets. Mm. And he said, it doesn't because you still push yourself as hard. The more you train, the faster you go. Yeah. That's the difference. I see a lot of gym motivation quotes as well. It's like, you don't, it doesn't get easier. You only get stronger. Yeah. Like the same it, principle. You, you still work. You still bust your balls flat out. But. You still give 120% in the gym. You can just lift heavier weights. Yeah. And that's a really good analogy to what happens in business. Like, and as what I've realized, because I think when you start out, you think, fucking hell, the first two years are going to be a nightmare. The last two years have been absolutely super tough, but it's going to get easier. I, it honestly doesn't. You just deal with different different levels of stress, different types of stress. But do you think business. you become, a, not accustomed, but do you think you become kind of, you learn to cope and you learn to manage the stress better. And then even though it's a slightly different stress, so that's pressure in you, um, do you think you handle it? Do you think you you learn yeah. to deal with it in a in a in a better way? So I think one way or another of relieving the stress. Yes, hundred percent. And I think I think the best way for me to explain that and going back into business studies, which is like, have you ever heard of like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs? So it's like this pyramid. Maybe which is basically like the basic thing that everyone needs is like shelter and food. Yeah, yeah. So and the way that I think about the stress in the business, just from what you just said, is. Like there's certain fundamentals in the business that will kill your business in terms of like if you don't have revenue coming into the door. And I think that level of stress is always at the bottom in terms of it's always there. Yep. But as the business grows, that stress goes down slowly, 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 slowly because you start to build up revenue streams, mm -hmm. confidence, you can bring in revenue and all that stuff. But then all of a sudden you start moving up the pyramid and the things you want next in the business are just as stressful but just a different type of yep. stress. And I think you, you don't, I don't have that worry when I walk into the office, this company might die in four weeks. 
and you have that for the first two years and that is a very weird emotional yeah, state yeah. to be in um, and it 100% impacts your decisions because you can't help it that's when you see young companies like us going after revenue which isn't long term impactful for the business but it keeps us alive yeah. Um, so that was super important but I think as you move as the business grows and you grow with it you get you are just as stressed and potentially sometimes more but it is for different reasons and because I think after that first let's satisfy the revenue so I don't feel like the company is going to die nothing is ever that bad mm, no, no. <laughs> no, nothing is ever, asterisk yeah nothing is ever that bad but a lot of things in the company come down close to it um but yeah, just to pull it back, because again, off topic, hence the review. <laughs> <clears throat> Great review that was, by the way. Um, Business-wise, over the last sort of two years, obviously I've seen your personal development, it's been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Even down to the point that you sent an email to a client the other day where you were actually specking out a full brief for a client. Did you ever think that you'd be doing stuff like that 12 months ago? Never mind two years ago. Um, not really. Uh, I think... I think there was always an intention, obviously, when I got the opportunity to leave uh, like factory work and things like that, that I wanted to be more. But obviously, that was very a very vague <laughs> hope, wish, dream, yep. whatever. Um, so yeah, I've just, but I think I've just been open to opportunities. Like I can't remember, it, it might have been you who was speaking to about it, but it was when we were, went for a meal, uh, you, me, and Jamie, and we were talking about some people are close to opportunity. Yes that they'll always be stuck and complaining because they're so closed off from and, and basically don't believe that they'll get a chance to, to so do something. So when it's standing right in front of them, they're so closed yeah. off to opportunity, they, they miss it. Yeah, so I, I, um, and it was it was off the back of reading, uh, again, the four-hour work week, I'm sure I've mentioned it a few times, but ever since then, it was like, that was when I decided to sack off a, a week in Spain and go for three weeks in Thailand with the missus for the first time. That was when I was looking at my job when I got home and thought, nah, I need to do something else here. So that all set the ball rolling. I thought, no, I need to get out of this industry. Not that it was a bad place to work or, or anything like that, but I just didn't want to be doing yeah, it for the rest a, of my life. Yeah, you're a square so. shape and a round hole sort of thing. It exactly. for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, I used that analogy yesterday with, my, with, the wife with something else. Well. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I just... I wanted to to do something else. Wanted change. Want, I just wanted to be. Di- I just wanted something different, and I wanted to. I, I think I wanted one of the biggest things is I wanted to stop wearing steel-toed boots every day. Nice, and, and it is, and, it is and, little and that, things like it, that. And it, it literally got to the point where the wage wasn't the problem. It yep. was like it was doing it was doing the same hours, which consistent hours are great, but it came down to the boots again every time once I got into that mindset I was like I don't want to be putting these goddamn boots but that is literally literally what you just said is that whole Maslow's hierarchy of needs Mm. you've fulfilled your you've got a roof over your head you're getting fed you fulfilled what you think is where you're comfortable with salary wise at that point in your life and then you start looking at the niceties in life you're like I just don't want to wear steel toe cap boots (laughs) like proper first world problem but fantastic yeah and and, and that was it like I say we've uh, mentioned it on the show before but the opportunity came and started initially in kind of a, a salesy role because I thought, oh, maybe, maybe I'd be good at that because I, I tend to just get on with people. Um, but without proper sales training, it was hard and we kind of needed someone to come into the role with a Hit bit more running. experience. Yeah, yeah. So, But because the company was still young, there was opportunity within the business, which there still is now, is, fi- is finding things that 
finding different roles that need to be fulfilled or, or we're doing a little bit in this space maybe if we channel more effort into it yep. and that's kind of and that's where the uh, the, the video work came in so, 100% that's, and that's where that role blew up then yeah, you, you were wearing five, six, seven different hats when we started yeah. and then we basically month on month on month we just started taking hats off you we said we'll just test these stuff that's getting traction we just <laughs> did, did, you're wearing two now I think I remember, I remember um, that woman that keeps calling about merchandise the ray-bans oh, okay, I, yeah, yeah. I, got <laughs> listeners i want to get some ray-bans for expert trades some branded ones but no one in the company none of the none of the community want them either um didn't you offer to give them away at some point everyone was no like, no you said yeah i had to cover the cost so that meant i oh, would have po- to have yeah. charged for them okay so it it fell somewhat flat on its face I'm glad uh, I said that, anyway that shows some discipline she, from me that does. she happened to <laughs> she happened to ask uh, Rayman this, for everyone <laughs> this was probably about a year ago now but she asked her, so what's your role at expert trades and I literally <laughs> said to her well, I wear many hats in the company. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, um, just, just give me one of them. <laughs> what should I put down in my CRM is what she's asking. So, yeah. Um, she, job so position, many hats. <laughs> many, many. All the jobs. No, but that's just, just to pull it back into the, um, the question. And I feel, I feel bad. This is from James. Okay, this is from James, who is Sorry actually... Sorry about this, James, if you're waiting for it, just a no, short this is, this, No, this, was, this is good. Uh, this is James. James is actually a member of our Slack community. Cool. Okay, which is which is awesome. Uh, which I'm in, by the way, guys. But I've got like three Slack things going on now. I know, and, but and we're, we're, we're going to do some Slack training so people know how to thread yeah, comments. Yeah, someone someone mentioned me the other day, and now I've got to go back through the massive thread. Um, so we need to start threading. Uh, we're not going to go down this channel. <laughs> <laughs> there was a hand we'll gesture a- then. There was a hand gesture with a big question mark above it. Um, but on the many hats thing. Mm-hmm. And just in terms of you having the self-awareness that you know you shouldn't run a company, but you're a great number two, mm. that I think is an opportunity that most people don't get in terms of let me find the where I fit best. Yeah. Again, I'm well aware that my circumstance uh, has been very fortunate. The, re- the only reason I mention it um, is if people are listening to the show and they're like, I know things aren't feeling right now. I don't like wearing steel toe cap boots every single day. This is not mm. what I want to do for the rest of my life. I just want to try and find some piece of advice to wrap this up with. And what we'll do, James, is the second question that you asked about how does expert trades link staff performance systems to learning and development opportunities? I think we'll cover off in the next show just to yep. just to keep yep. people sane more than anything. <laughs> I think if I think the takeaways from this <clears throat> that I'd like to just get across on the podcast is the way this James positioned this question is you've had an experience working with me for two years to basically understand more about business and where you can add value i think anyone that's listening to the show there are and this isn't me plugging our own community that we are building there are plenty of communities out there that you can join and i think the thing is what you need to do is work your nine to five and then in evenings and weekends go and find the thing that you genuinely want to become best in the world at because what you were doing as soon as you started doing the smallest bit of video work for the company and it was tiny to start with you'd come in and be like, oh, I've watched this YouTube video. I've tried this. Can we do that? And then that's sort of how yeah. you found what you wanted to do. And then my job was actually, there's a commercial route for this. We can make it profitable for the business. So I think just try and surround yourself with people that one, are going to try and give you opportunities, but two, are going to support you in terms of when you want to try new stuff. And if you want to try and be a copywriter or if you want to try and be a marketing guy, like 
offer to do some work for free for a local company. Find a local startup. Yeah, I, th- I think just something you raised there as well is uh, if you're trying to do it on the side, for example, is finding someone whose skill set will... Um, what's the word? <laughs> Why have I gone blank on the word? Compliment. Jeez. <laughs> someone that will compliment you. So, for example, obviously I'm doing the video work, but you, you're you more suited to pitching someone on the idea and selling the, yep. the package. So, initially anyway, that's a good start because... I don't know if you know Adam, but some people make things <laughs> and sarcastic. some people sell things. That is the thing. That's why that, my but, chairman uh, drove that down my throat in a board meeting. He was like, Adam, there's two people in this world. There are makers and sellers yeah. because I was making stuff at the same time. I, I, we were talking about what I did day to day and this is before we got very formal as a company. We were just going over my actions and my to-dos. He was like, why are you spending time in Photoshop? He was like, you're yeah. a seller. Don't pretend you're a maker. I was like, oh. It's a very good point. <laughs> it's a very good point. Yes, Martha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Nick. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think the thing is for me is just to give people value when they listen to this episode, the key takeaways right now are not everyone is made to be a number one in a company and mm-hmm. that and having the self-awareness to appreciate that is huge. You might need to try and start a business to understand what that's like. Uh, but I think the, the key things are is if you are new to business, you've just got to immerse yourself in it. You've just got to Mm. go and find opportunities and spaces to immerse yourself with people that are supportive. Um, And this is where I am going to go for the the plug. Listen to episode 194 of the Startup Diary podcast. If you've got this far into this show, where we've just basically spoke about Harry and his experience, try to pull out some nuggets for you. We're trying to build a community around the Startup Diary because what we've found out is the people that listen to the show are all super ambitious, super supportive, and we've got 15, 16 people in that group. And I have just been blown away with the level of engagement and support they've been giving each other. So if you're someone that wants to sort of learn more about what you want to do and get support from a group of people that are like-minded and driven, listen to episode 194. We want to add value as much as we can through the podcast, but there are people in that group teaching me things and teaching each other things so we can do bigger things faster. So go listen to episode 194, guys. If you've enjoyed the show, we would hugely appreciate a review in iTunes. And James, huge appreciation for the question. Mm-hmm. We riffed off it yep. for a while. We will get to the learning development thing in the next coming episodes. Harrison, anything else for you? No, but we should tell them how to get in touch. We definitely should. Because we are professional now. You can email us, guys, harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Or you can hit us up on the gram, Adam. I actually haven't logged into Instagram in like a week. What? I'm sorry, bro. But I've just realized that we've been plugging it and I haven't been logging it. I just haven't. I've just, I've, in the, the Slack I, community, I'm going to plug these guys. The Slack community know what's been going on in terms of like the business behind the scenes. If I we just could haven't. get someone to relay how busy we are <laughs> and just let everyone know that we're still alive, we're still here. Startup podcast on Instagram. And here's a deal. The first person to send in a question when this drops which will be dropping today in less than an hour's time the first person to <laughs> i think that's confusing for the listener <laughs> today is they'll friday be listening, they'll be listening to it <laughs> now <laughs> right then today is now friday the 25th of may if you listen to this and you're one of our super fans who listens to this as soon as it comes out drop in a question and what i want to do for at least one of you people I'll try and do it for more I want to jump on a Skype call for at least 5-10 minutes and work out what you're doing and what you're working on this is about us adding value to you because we have got hundreds of thousands of downloads at this point in time and that is because 
you guys are keeping us motivated so we want to add value back the same way listen to episode 194 thank you for listening to the start to die podcast me and harry love doing the show stay busy and we will speak to you soon Yeah, they go off topic. I mean, but that's the genius. That is the genius of the show. I like that. I wish he'd said, and the fact it's not consistent is another part of my- <laughs> <laughs> I really like the sporadic nature of their release schedule. And, and, and their continuous recommitment. <laughs> okay, let's do it.